The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. I'm so excited to have Kelly Robin into the studio today. She is so amazing at her craft, and we're going to dive deep into product development, art direction, and photography and content creation. And if you guys have not checked out her Instagram yet, it is aesthetically beautiful, clean, and professional, just like how she runs her business. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I wanted to ask you what your zodiac sign is, even though I know it, but you tell everyone else in the world. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> She's a fire sign. Guys. I'm turning, oh, I'm fiery. I've got my birthday coming up, actually. It's almost Sagittarius season. Oh, so I know. It's December. It's going <laughs> to be an interesting time for a lot of people. Um, yeah, so my birthday is coming up December 9th, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting turning thirty five during lockdown. I, I know. <laughs> what are three qualities in a Sagittarius? Ooh, passionate. Um, loves freedom. Loves to travel, and um, I would say loves knowledge, learning new things, and sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom. Those are probably the top three things that. I identify with and being a Sagittarius. Well, so your number two comment, it, you're not doing, it's a, a pandemic is not good for a Sagittarius. <laughs> no, no. But um, what I've come to realize in the pandemic is nothing can prevent us from, um, you know, going other places in our mind through creativity and through creating things and, producing things and staying busy. Nothing can prevent us from doing that. So, um, you know, as a Sagittarius, another thing I guess you could say is we're very optimistic. <laughs> and I think that's very true to me. And almost annoyingly so, like during a pandemic, I'm like, it's all good. Like, uh, I got this. So, well, yeah, and it's pretty annoying for a lot of people, I'm sure. But it's one of our biggest attributes that I find I connect with. Well, honestly, from... What I'm seeing is you are thriving during this time because the business that you started really hones in on basically working with clients and products and brands and honing in on their content uh, just with their product. You know, you, you don't really basically need anyone around except for art direction, photography and creativity and you encompass all of that so can you kind of tell us a little bit about your background and how you got where you are right now uh yeah I think I never set out to get to this point I think it's all just um staying open and creating many paths for myself I've always been a very creative person I actually have a, a BFA in graphic design um I went abroad in my early 20s and did a lot of fashion photography in Paris and Berlin. Um, I think that really trained my eye in that, you know, sense of loving beauty and aesthetics and light and all of those things that, you know, is so beautiful about photography. 
I think it also trained my eye for um, just a really high end aesthetic or, you know, keeping things really clean and bright and professional. Um, and coming back and getting my graphic design degree and then realizing I'm not done with Europe, <laughs> I des- decided to just like, after I got my degree, I ditched and sold everything I owned, my car, my bed, my record collection. I had a huge camera collection and I just didn't want to bring any of it. And I went to London and I worked in a design studio in London in um, Oxford Circus, just like the heart of London. It was amazing. But I think there working inside a studio, being kind of captive in an office as a creative, I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I just knew that I needed more freedom. I needed to, like, on the lunch breaks, I would always, like, try to stay out as long as possible and just, like, ride the bus and just, like, explore London as much as I could. Like, on my lunch breaks, I wouldn't even eat. I would just, like, go everywhere. And I realized that, yeah, this isn't for me if I'm supposed to be in an office 9 to 5. That just, for some reason, doesn't feel right. Um, So I knew I had some kind of entrepreneurial spirit, but I just didn't. I was still afraid of it. I was like, I don't know how to do that full time. I don't know what that, like where to even start. And so, as you know, I, I moved back to LA. I moved in with you. We yes. were roommates for five years. <laughs> and I was so lost when I first moved to LA. And you were such a big inspiration for me living with you because you were already like this badass boss, Aww. right? And I was like, that's so cool. I, I always idealized and recognized entrepreneurs for being so strong for sticking with it and being full time. And, um, I was always like, I knew that I wanted that and I just didn't know how to do it for some reason. And then I got fired from my job and, and then my best friend passed away that same day. And it was kind of like the universe was speaking to me that if you're not going to go out and do this, you're fired. You're going to go out and do this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of like deciding for me, like no more wasting time settling, being small. You're meant for bigger things, go out and figure it out. And so it was in that moment that like my friend passing away, I realized, you know, if she can't live her life, I'm going to live my life the way she would have, if she could have, you know, So it was a huge changing point for me, like a huge wake up call, like get your shit together. Like she would have hit me like across the face, like, (laughs) what are you doing? Just go out and do it. She was like that. She was amazing. Um, But it was a process and it was um, scary and I had to really push myself outside of my comfort zone. But I started off doing branding design and creating designs for um helping people put their branding together for their new businesses I kind of started small with small companies and uh worked my way from you know starting branding and packaging design for people to once the product actually became tangible they're like now we need a photographer and then once they had me doing their photography they're like this is great you understand the branding so therefore we, we would love to keep you on for doing our social content. So because I understood the branding, it led me down this path of continuing with these, these companies, creating a relationship with these companies. And because I got that, I was able to consistently create content for them and stay on brand 
and understand who they're speaking to. I think that's so important for people to know is that if you do a good job, no brand wants to go and outsource again. You know, they don't want to go find another person. I was like, it's really about connections. It's really about relating with people, being likable. Um, You know, it's not, what I said is, it's not about you and your style, particularly. I mean, it is good to develop skills and different skill sets and learn all different types of things. But when, especially with photography, I say this to my assistants all the time. Don't spend too much time perfecting that trendy style that you think is going to get you clients. It's if you aim to work with bigger brands, it's not about you and your style. It's more about them. It's more about their branding. It's more about their creative direction and, you know, being likable Mm -hmm. because brands like it when you get them they like it when you understand their branding when you pay attention to their needs when you are likable and easy to flexible to work with so a lot of times photographers think that they have to have this style and stick with it and be known for it but I think that limits you in the end because I mean if I look back on all the different brands I worked with everybody's so different yeah and it's important to be flexible and you know because a lot of times it's not going to be the brands that bend to the designers or the photographers. I think if you can't understand the brand that's coming to you and you have to be prideful on like, this is the only way I shoot and this is the only way I do content, you're really pigeonholing yourself to losing a lot of clients because clients don't come to you because they want to know what you think. They want you to be collaborative and let their mm-hmm. their guidance into the brand that they've developed for a long time to be in your right. in your hands. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times brands are not going to be the one to bend to the designer or the photographer. It's the other way. You're going to have to just fall in line a lot of times and just if you want to work with those big brands or those bigger budgets, it's like okay, I understand you. This is what I can create, you know. I I definitely got this. And, um, you know, I think, and I was just talking to somebody about this this morning and they were asking me, they're like, that's so interesting. I've never heard any other of my creative friends say this. And they're like, it's really important for, for this to be talked about some more because I think young creatives think that they need to be a certain way or hone in on this really specific style or perfect that trendy look that they see everywhere in order to fit in. And it's like, Sure, and you know, know how to do that because maybe some brands will want that. But also, it's it's going to be outdated soon. It's going to be short lived. You're only limiting yourself, and having a diverse portfolio is going to be everything for you. So that brands, when they go to your website, they see, oh, they could be they could be capable of doing our style because it's not all the same. And that's you know, it's yeah. it shows it reflects that you're flexible and capable of a lot of different skills and that keeps you in the career for a longer time than you know say you know however long it could last to 
enjoy millennial pink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, I think there's two different types of clients. There's ones that have already built their strategy. They know who they are. They've already branded who they are. And those are the clients that you're just coming in and you're, you know, helping develop more content, but they already understand their style. And then there's that other client that doesn't know their direction and you're able to handhold mm -hmm. them a lot more and give your knowledge of where they should curate and, and be. But those, those are two different brands. The higher ups don't want to hear what you have to totally. say. They just want you to create what they've already mm -hmm. created. And the handholding yeah. ones, you have a little bit more opportunity. If you, if you like a certain niche about your photography, you can be like, Hey, what about this? Or, you know, but I agree with you, Cal, like you should always look to them and on their guidance of how they want to have their brand portrayed and just accept that. And with creative people, we are so weird about our content and we have so much pride and you have to kind of lay down that wall because if you want to be a successful yeah. business, you can't be prideful. You have to just accept that every, exactly. every brand has their own strategy at the end of the day. Exactly. And I think the roles of creatives in the industry are, you know, not to have too much of a dogmatic approach, but to be, you know, somewhat of helping them shine. That's what creatives are for is to help brands get their message across, mm -hmm. to do it in such a way that helps them shine and whatever is true to them. And um, I think that needs to remain the main goal and the main vision for a lot of creatives to realize it's not about you. It's about helping working as a team to get there. And um, that's something that I've definitely learned, you know, along the way. I think in the beginning, you know, we all think, okay, I have to learn all these different cool techniques. And that's, that's good. That's important to, to definitely learn that. But like, just only think you have to shoot a certain way is, is um, limiting. So Very limiting. that's, if, if you're a photographer, um, I was talking to a branding designer about this and they were saying, you know, I think it is important to have a specific style. Um, if you're a branding designer, I said, you know, it's interesting with branding design because a lot of people do come to you a little lost. Like they don't know their brand yet. They don't um, have an idea of really how to do what they want to do. And so, yeah, being a branding designer or anything in that sort of arena of branding, it is okay to like handhold a little more like you had said um, and guide a little bit more, um, but still listening to what their needs are and still, you know, there's with branding, it goes so much deeper than style. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much more to it. It's, it's not as surfacey as a lot of people think. Um, and that's why I, I kind of try to get away from the, the style thing um, and take things a little farther because whenever I do have a, a branding designer um, client, there's a whole questionnaire involved in asking so many different questions that maybe they never even thought about before. Yeah. And, you know, it's important because it's, it's not even about, it's a bigger picture, you know? Can you take us through that? Because, you know, I've seen you firsthand, you know, develop logos and branding and 
I think it's so interesting. Even too, I remember us discussing about fonts. Like people don't understand that there's like such crucial details in everything. The font, the way that the package looks, the way the bottle is, you know, how the label looks. Can you kind of like dive in a little bit on like if I'm a first time client and I don't know my direction of my brand, like how do you take those steps to developing like those key components of a brand? I think, okay, so where it all starts is coming up with your your voice and your language and what you're trying to say and what your, we call it your why, like why are you doing this and who do you want to reach? All those things are really important first to figure out before you just see it through your own lens as a creative of like, okay, I got this, I know. It's, it's not ready yet. So there's like all these different ways to figure out down, you know, there's a lot of discussion that goes into it. There's um, so many questions to ask, but I think once you start understanding and also the client needs to get really clear, there's, it's really important to get visually on the same page. A lot of times I ask people, okay, this doesn't have to be somebody in your industry, but who do you think is doing a good job right now in your, not in your field. It doesn't have to be in your field, but who do you think is doing a great job right now and why? Like, tell me, list exactly why and share with me why um, you love this branding, exactly why. And um, get them to really voice it out instead of just saying, I like this and I like that mm-hmm. and I like this. It's like, okay, why? Explain. Because a lot of times they share things with you that don't add up. It's just like cherry picking. and it just, <laughs> Yeah. It's know, like all it's, over the place. It's like a Pinterest board. Sense. It's a Pinterest board. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Pinterest and you're just like, okay, nothing makes sense. Why, uh, can you explain to me so maybe I can make sense of it? Kelly, um, question. So it's a whole process. Kelly, question. Yeah. What are your five top questions you would ask a brand? I'm curious. What are the five top questions you would ask them? As a photographer or as a branding designer? Branding designer. Branding designer. What are your sacred cows? So like what's sacred to you? What is the most important thing that you need to express? Um, why is it that you're going into business? What is your why? Um, what are, what is... <laughs> what is painful for you out there in the industry? Like what are things that you see that people are doing and you just can't, can't handle it anymore or you would want to flip the script on or you get what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what would you, what, what are the needs that you're trying to fill? What is the need out there that you're trying to fill? Um, I want to make sure whenever I'm doing a branding project that it's not just like light and fluffy. I want to make sure that there's so much more um, investment into it because if I'm invested in it, I want to make sure that they've thought it all the way through and they know what their aim is. And um, so, yeah, it's not all just colors or typography. It's all kinds of questions about like what, okay. in five years, what are you trying to see for your business? What is it that you, where do you want your business to go within five years? Um, Cause when you're a branding designer, you want to make sure that this approach is more of a timeless approach mm-hmm. and 
they're not going to have to keep rebranding every year or every other year. And cause that, that doesn't speak volumes for your work. If they feel like, gosh, now I have to rebrand cause it's, it was too of the moment or too trendy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it even important too to like, just really know their story of their brand because yeah. that has longevity. Story is, yeah, exactly. All the things that kind of create a concrete foundation is kind of the questions I would ask first. Um, Yeah, exactly. The story is the most important. I feel like even too, you know, we both come from the service aspect of business. So we get a lot of different walks of life and a lot of different brands coming to us. But what I've noticed is a lot of brands when they come and they're like at the incubator stages, I guess, they haven't asked these questions to themselves. You know, they haven't really, they just jumped into something, seen an opportunity and haven't really dive deep on like, what is their narrative? What is their true values and what do they stand for and where they do want to be? And, and I understand why you ask these questions before you actually put pen to paper and create something for them. Because if they don't know that, how are you going to know that? And there's a lot of roundabouts that happen when you get started too quickly and you don't ask the right questions because it wastes your time, it wastes their time, and there's a lot of confusion. And, and so it's just more important to communicate as clearly as possible and as visually as possible mm-hmm. also because I'm such a visual communicator. I'm sure you are too. Yes, for um, sure. A lot of people in this industry are like, show me. I need to see. I need to see what you mean. Um, so as much of that as possible is really important so yeah because I have I have some brands that come to me and they're like we want to activate right away all these talent and I'm like can you show me your Instagram I look at it it's not even up I'm like this is this is the problem right now is you're putting the horse before the cart how am I going to even activate anyone if I don't we don't even have a storefront that's just like showing up to an Mm -hmm. empty empty lot and being like, this is soon going to be a coffee shop, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a waste. And you start selling the coffee on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste of money for you if you're going to have me activate and have an audience to an empty lot. So I, I it's like, yeah, because it's. I mean, people are smart; they can put two and two together. I mean, their audience would be like, "What is this? This isn't real." <laughs> exactly. You know? like, where is everybody? Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I love. You know, watching you from afar you know, the KC, the K and C collective studio, you guys are curating for these big brands, their, their products and having them come to life, having a narrative, having a story, and you're doing it so elegantly. And this is the kind of content that these brands need. This is a storefront. It's like, oh, wow. You know, you see this type of level of curation. And I try to explain to all the brands that I have coming to me is like, this is what you need. You need to have a beautiful storefront. This is what keeps people coming back to you. Um, and, and yeah, your, your art direction, your photography, your product development is so important right now, especially during this time. How, I mean, you must be busier than ever just because the fact that we're social distancing and what you guys are developing over there at your studio is so highly needed right now. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, we we actually my my art director and I we um, we started KNC Collective Studio in January of 2020, and from the get-go we had clients like as we were mocking up our partnership contracts we were like <laughs> mocking up contracts for the clients too at the same time um so right that's a great sign I think you know if you're not waiting for clients you're already got clients and you don't even have your partnership ready you're just like already flowing I think that's a great sign and you know I can't remember even a fear of doubt when we first entered this pandemic for us, um, knowing that this was a need to fill for, for us, that we can step up and, you know, stay open and help these brands because people are on social media and more than ever now. Mm -hmm. And that's where brands need to be. And they need to have an online presence and they need to be digital more than ever. And for us to be a digital business, we have thrived during this time. And we're very lucky for that. Um, I think we definitely positioned ourselves well with products. Um, during the lockdown, it, it was a little complicated. We, my art director would be on zoom call with me while I was in the studio and I would have to be setting up to her uh, specific direction. And that was funny because it just, she's like, move that, a millimeter. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was, that was complicated. So it would take a little time, but you know, once we exited lockdown and we were able to work together, we kept it small. We didn't, we still don't allow clients in the studio. They can be on zoom call if they want to be on set, but, um, we, we still keep things very small and focused on the products and just, yeah, we're, we're, very, very lucky to be in this spot right now and um, helping brands with their story online. I think it's a really opportunity. It's a big opportunity for brands to really um, step into that right now. So yeah, we've been busy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can I can see it. And we're going to right now probably show some highlights of the brands you've been working with showing some pictures of what Kelly Kelly's been doing which oh, she cool. she's always been so great you've always had such a great eye and I think that's really important when it Thank comes you. to creativity is no one can replace your eye everyone can duplicate your store but they can't duplicate your eyes right another thing they can't duplicate is you your personal relationships with people your network and the value of just that bond between you and your client you can't duplicate that and I think a lot of people are always scared yeah. to get into entrepreneurship and feel like oh there's too many of this like no there's only one of you and you might see a lot of the same thing but there's only one of you you'll you'll find your own clients you'll have your own network you'll have your own bond and you just have to focus on that and know that there's enough there's enough space at the top right yeah I think it's all how you move through the world it's all how you connect with people and if you're like I said in the very beginning it's about being likable and easy to work with and flexible I mean a, a lot I mean I'm sure you know this but like a lot of the creative business is a lot of rush work it's a lot of uh, fast-paced um, you know, they need this, they needed this by yesterday, you know, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> staying on your toes and being flexible, 
not getting bitter by it, but charging accordingly and, uh, you know, being well compensated for any kind of rush weekend work. Yeah, that's going to be extra, but um, still stepping up and doing the work no matter what. Like that's that's been our way of doing it, you know, throughout this whole pandemic is, yes, we're happy to do that. We can make that happen. You have this option or you have this option. Which do you want to go with? Mm-hmm. And it's it's good to just give them options and stay open and be flexible and do the work. Yep. And that creates lasting connections. They remember that. They remember, oh, they came through for us when we needed them. We would love to stick with them. They did a great job. You know, all those things that help them do their job better. Um, that's that's a huge aspect of being a successful creative and just uh- no, so. I agree. I can't agree more. Well, I feel like we talked about a lot of cool things. What we're going to dive into a uh, lightning round so people can get to know you better, Kelly. Um, oh, God. And, okay. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like since we've lived together for a long time, I still might not even know these answers, but this will, I mean, I don't even know the questions yet. My team puts them together, but this will be fun. So, what okay. <laughs> which I, the first one I should know what type of milk do you put in your cereal oh I don't I don't eat cereal <laughs> and I don't drink milk <laughs> I know I don't think I ever saw you have milk in the house so um no cereal Chris Not a milk girl yeah would Sorry you about that <laughs> would you rather be besties with Beyonce or Rihanna 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 for sure me too yeah, me too after wa- after watching her on YouTube with her Fenty makeup, I just die. I'm like, this girl is hilarious. Yep. Uh, For sure, no, she's the best. What's the capital she's of a badass? I love her. <laughs> Did you ever believe in Santa Claus? Yes. Me too. Yes, I did. I had a traumatic and experience. my friends ruined it for me because they they said that they found their presents in the back of their mom's van and they were <laughs> all upset and and they told me and I was like what and I just didn't believe it I just didn't get it I was just like oh. it's it's traumatizing it's really traumatizing yeah yeah I remember going to like my aunt's house for Christmas one year. And I was like, how's Santa going to know I'm not at home? Like, how's he going to know I changed locations? <laughs> and I was, yep. Well, so funny how we think when we're kids. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still deciding if I, if I'm going to do the whole thing with Santa and my kids, like, you know, my first, my first lie <laughs> Santa is, is either real or not. Um, Oh, yeah, I don't know about Jack. <laughs> yeah. Are are dogs people? That's that's the next question. Are dogs people? I definitely think that I attribute certain personality traits to my dog that a human would have. <laughs> like <laughs> like I think he's smarter than he is, I think. <laughs> I give him little uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit. Let's just say that. I agree with you. I feel like Zoe is a person. Yeah, he has a personality. I think animals are, they respond to how you treat them. So if you talk to them a lot, it brings their personality out. If you're one of those people that thinks dogs should be in the backyard and only the backyard, that's going to suppress their personality. And it's just the way 
they're treated. I agree. So I agree. That's, that's my great. belief. Have you ever been to Africa? <laughs> no, I would love to go on safari though. I'm obsessed. I would cry if I saw elephants. I would just <sighs> die. Didn't did you do that? You went on safari, didn't you? Yeah, it was in Sri Lanka. Or you were in Thailand and you saw elephants. Thailand, I saw. Yeah, yeah Thailand, I saw I elephants. And Sri Lanka, we did a safari. And I, you know, I'm I'm the same with you. I have such a connection with elephants. They're such beautiful creatures and they understand you. I feel like those are humans. A hundred percent. They know what's oh, going on. They're one of the only self-aware animals. They, yeah. They know what they are they know what they look like they did an experiment where they put like a red dot on their forehead and they looked in the mirror and they could <laughs> tell that there was a red dot on their forehead oh, and they were trying God. to get it off crazy it's pretty interesting it's yeah. crazy there's so- and they can like paint themselves oh it's crazy yeah i love animals yeah they're but they're like the best Ele- elephants are just the best i agree with you they're so beautiful uh, would you eat a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven? A day-old what? Taquito. Would... I wouldn't eat anything from 7-Eleven. I know. Same. I'm like, gosh, isn't it already a day old if it's from 7-Eleven? Yeah, I think it's a week old already. Yeah, a day and a week. I think my answer is no. Mine too. What's the most number of hours you've watched TV in a single day? Honestly, I feel like you're not a TV person. I am not. I'm like, personally, I'm such a weirdo. I love YouTube. So I go in like, at the end of the a work day or something, I'll go on YouTube and just like watch all my favorite YouTubers and just, but that's only for like an hour or two. And then I go to bed. And I just, I think it's so fascinating. YouTube is infinite and just so cool. Yeah. So that's my thing. You can Google anything and just be like, oh, okay, I'm learning this today. (laughs) That's what's great about it. Yeah. You can literally learn anything. There's so many people that just has such cool things to say and it's so informative. And there's a Sagittarius in me just soaking in knowledge and just (laughs) excited to share it. (laughs) Same. I go into deep, deep hole, wormholes, but... Yeah, I, I love YouTube. I, I think that anytime you need to know something, you can just ask YouTube and there'll be a full it's fascinating explanation video on it. There's even like sound baths and things like that. It's so cool. Oh, I love it. Everything. We won't get into it today, but Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited for people to hear like your business and how you're doing. I think your niche is so needed in this world right now, this pandemic world. So I'm excited for people to see it. And how how are they going to connect and find you? What are your what are your Instagram handles? My Instagram handle is kellyrobin.co. And I just joined Twitter where I share a lot of strategy tips for creative entrepreneurs and young creatives and introverted bosses because I think I've learned a lot as an introvert in this boss world. So I share a lot of tips and that's where I'm going to start sharing more of my voice and what I have to say as, as an entrepreneur. So on Twitter, I'm Kelly Robin Co., on Instagram, I'm kellyrobin.co, and uh, my new studio is We Are KC Collective. 
Amazing. Amazing. Well, guys, go check Kelly out and please like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram and our YouTube channel, Revamp TV. Thank you, Kelly, so much for taking the time today. Thank you.